Well, today we're continuing in our sermon series uh, called Live Prayer. And today I've chosen a text that is a favorite of mine, and no doubt you've heard me use it before. It's from Psalm 116. And it is one of those Hallel Psalms. There are several of them, 113 to 118 in the book of Psalms. Those are Hallel Psalms from the word Hallelujah. They are praise the Lord Psalms, and many of them end with that phrase, Hallelujah. And these Hallel Psalms were sung and still are today by Jewish believers at their high holidays, including Passover. In fact, we think that Jesus and his disciples, after they celebrated the Lord's Supper for the very first time, we think that they sang a series of psalms, and it would have been these psalms. In fact, he would have even sung today's psalm. So let me invite you to Psalm 116. I'm going to read the first seven verses. It goes like this. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. And a few verses later, the psalm ends in verse 19. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there's a wonderful story in our Old Testaments in 1 Kings 18. It tells about the story of the prophet Elijah in his showdown with the prophets of the pagan god Baal. The stakes are high and it's a winner-take-all battle. Whoever wins this showdown will win the hearts of the people of Israel. It all boils down to which God will they trust, the Lord or Baal? Two altars are built and two bulls are one of, a bull is placed on each altar as a burnt offering. And the deity, the God, must provide the fire for the burnt offering. And the prophets of Baal begin by calling on the name of Baal from morning until noon. Nothing happens. No response. No fire. The prophet Elijah mocks them. Cry aloud, he says. Surely he is a god. Either he is meditating or has wandered away or he's on a journey or perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. The prophets of Baal continue to cry out to their God, and then they cut themselves with swords and lances to catch Baal's attention, hopefully, raving on and on, but no voice, no answer, no response. In contrast, Elijah drenches his altar and his offering with precious water. They're in the middle of a drought. Then with a simple prayer to the Lord, fire falls from heaven, consumes the offering, and burns up the altar. It's an incredible story. You know, our prayer life sometimes can lapse into Baal-like tendencies. We can feel like we need to pray a certain way, or say certain words, or assume certain postures to get God's attention. And yet this is not the kind of God to whom we pray. Our God is a God who listens, 
who stoops to hear us, who inclines his ear to our faint cries. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, and he said this, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. God's character, in other words, gives us confidence to pray. As Psalm 116 verse 5 has said, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. This is the God to whom we pray. Unlike the false gods of this world, our God is not distracted or detached or deaf to our cries. Our God is gracious, kind, and good. Our God is full of compassion. Our God is forgiving and merciful. Our God can be trusted. And this is because of the way God has revealed himself in the scripture. And all of this is wrapped up in the special name of God used 18 times in the 19 verses of Psalm 116. Did you notice it? It's the name LORD, L-O-R-D, all caps, LORD. It's the special name of God that God revealed to Moses in Exodus chapter 3 at the burning bush. You remember the story. Moses is out leading his uh, father-in-law's flocks at the base of the Mount of God. And he comes upon this uh, burning bush that is not consumed. And then a voice speaks to him from the bush and says, Take off your sandals. The ground on which you're standing is holy ground. And then Moses has a direct dialogue with God. And God tells Moses, you need to take my people and lead them out of Egypt where they're slaves. And Moses says, no, thank you. And finally, he says, well, if I go, who will I tell them sent me? And then God says these very special words, tell them, I am who I am sent you. The Hebrew word hayah, transliterated for us as Lord or Yahweh, Four consonants. It's the holy name of God. It stands for God's character, a character that is faithful, a character that is trustworthy, a character that comes through for you. Notice that God doesn't say, I am who I was from the past, nor does he say, I will be who I will be in the future. He says, no, I am who I am. God is the God of the eternal present, who is eternally present to us as we pray. This God listens to us, delights in us, cups his ear to hear our prayers, is eager for us to have contact with him. And this character of God moves us to pray and to pray with confidence, confidence that we are heard and cared for. The psalmist sings with delight, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Our God is a God who hears, who listens carefully and closely to our prayers. And we need to be reminded of this. Because if we forget this God, if we lose sight of this God, our prayers will lapse into Baal-like prayers. And we will pray with rote repetition, debilitating doubt, or anxious uncertainty. You know, it's been said that God is more eager to hear us pray than we are to pray. Think about that. God is more eager to hear us pray than we are to pray. If you take that to heart, it can change your prayer life. Imagine that, that God is ready for you to speak with him, 
He's eager for that. Sometimes a little holy imagination can help us. Our Eastern Orthodox brothers and sisters in Christ, they use icons to help them to pray. For the Orthodox Christian, icons are a window into the mysterious divine. They help uh, the Christians to pray. It's a vision of God. Here's an example. It's one of their most famous icons, Christos Pantocrator, Christ the Lord of all. So famous. Orthodox Christians hold a view of God and then then pray through that to, to God Almighty. Our psalm gives us such a view. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. I wonder, what is your default image of God as you pray? Does God gladly hear you? Or must you earn the right to be heard by God? As you pray, does God devote full attention to you with delight? Or is God too busy, distracted, or maybe even a little bit angry with you? Our view of God affects our prayers. On the internet recently, I stumbled across a debate uh, currently going on about what Jesus might have looked like. And you know, over the years, many of us North American Christians have grown up with a view of Jesus that looks a lot like many of us. Have you seen this picture before? This one? But you know now, with the rise of computer technology, DNA studies, and other things, some are saying that this next picture is closer to what Jesus might have actually looked like. I don't know about you, but that picture helps me. I look into those eyes, and I can imagine a Jesus who wants me to come to him. I can see the kindness, and I can imagine the the acceptance and grace of Jesus. Well, why bring all of this up? Because our view of Jesus, and especially our view of God, affects the way we pray. If we think God is angry with us, we'll pray a certain way or we won't pray at all. If we think God is distant or distracted, these thoughts will be reflected in our prayers. How we understand God affects our praying. And you know what? It also affects our posture as we pray. Uh, how do many of us in our tradition pray? Well, it seems like what we tend to do is we hunch over, pull up our shoulders, scrunch our eyes, and you know what? It looks like we're expecting a spanking from God. I much prefer the Jewish posture of prayer. Jews are typically depicted in praying standing upright, arms outstretched, head lifted up in confidence that God is eager to meet with them. How do you see God? What posture is yours as you pray? The psalmist was delighted to discover that God is a listening God. God eagerly cups and inclines his ear to hear the psalmist and us as we pray. And if it was true for an Old Testament believer so long ago, how much more true is it for us, the people of God of the new covenant in Jesus Christ? For in Christ, God has moved close to us, close to us to share our bodies, to share our lives and to bring us back to God. We can pray confidently in Jesus Christ. So friends, take to heart. Take to heart and believe this good news. Amen.